Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store for you. It's our last episode of February, so we're wrapping up Couples Month today with an incredible couple I cannot wait for you to get to know. And if you haven't gotten a copy of my new book, That Sounds Fun, I hope you'll grab one. It's available wherever you love to buy books. And one of my favorite things, I mean, favorite things since this book came out is seeing so many people post about the hobbies that you started or picked back up. That is the most fun. If you've already read That Sounds Fun, I'd love for you to write a review and share about the book on your social media. It helps us to continue to introduce the book and these like healthy and helpful concepts to new friends. I also want to take a moment and share with you about one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp. Y'all know how I feel about counseling. It's something that's been incredibly helpful to me. And I think it's super important for all of us to prioritize our mental and emotional health. If there are things going on that are causing you to feel out of control or that are interfering with your health and happiness, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can then connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. I love that you can send your therapist a message anytime and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. And you can start communicating for the first time within 24 hours. You can schedule video or phone sessions weekly. It really matters to the team at BetterHelp that they facilitate great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. I love that they prioritize that. You can also check out the testimonials posted daily on their site to help you get a feel for how it all works and how it's helping people. BetterHelp offers services for clients all over the world, and they have therapists that specialize in so many different disciplines, which means that the right help is available for what you're going through. There are licensed professional counselors who specialize in things like depression and stress, grief, self-esteem, anxiety, family troubles, and more. It's not self-help and it's not a crisis line, but BetterHelp offers convenient, professional, affordable counseling. And what you share is confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. As one of my friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people and a lot of that sounds fun listeners who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Uh, friends, today's show is so fun. Here's the real deal. I am sitting at Lost Valley Ranch because I have been snowed in here, cannot get back to Nashville. And Jason and Tay Brown, our guests today, are out at their farm in North Carolina. So this show doesn't sound quality-wise like we normally are able to do when we're in the same room, but the content and the conversation are awesome. So forgive me for not being where I normally am to record. But Jason's new book, Centered, Trading Your Plans for a Life That Matters, came out on February 9th. It is so good. He's an NFL. NFL player turned farmer and he and his wife Tay now run their farm and have a lot of kids there with them. It's a great conversation. I think you're going to love it. So here is my conversation for our last couples of 2021, Jason and Tay Brown. Okay, friends. Welcome to That Sounds Fun, Jason and Tay. I'm very excited about this because we are legitimately brand new friends. Yes, we are. Brand new. It's our first time meeting one another. Yes. <laughs> and we're doing it in front of all these people. <laughs> 
Well, what, what better way to, I mean, it, it's uh, not, not I guess, like, you know, speed friendships. Yeah, I guess I've heard of, like, the, the term speed. But we love meeting new people. We, we love that, that Southern hospitality, so, so to say. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, so back me up a little bit. For starters, I'll give y'all, I'll tell y'all one of the rules we have for the show that I hope will make this easy is that I only have guests on that I am already friends with or want to be friends with. And after stalking y'all online and reading Centered, reading parts of Centered, I'm like way interested in being your friend. So Jason, back me up. You're a farmer who used to play football. That is true. Uh, yes, I, I had no intentions of ever becoming a farmer. Uh, please know that. And yeah, in, in my youth, that didn't sound fun to me. All right. Um, but um, yeah, I, I played four years at my alma mater, Carolina, seven years in the NFL, four with the Baltimore Ravens and three with the St. Louis Rams. And, and then God called me into full time ministry uh, on a farm. And it wasn't just me my lovely wife, Tay, and, and all of our family. And, and so it was, yeah, c- kind of like our, our Beverly Hillbilly, you know, Hill moment, but but leaving from uh, Beverly Hills and moving to the country. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Tay, when he says all of our family, I need you to actually tell everyone what that means, because that's not like your one kid. Yeah, so exactly. So for us, all of our family, well, at the time it was three children, but now it has grown and expanded to eight children. So yes, all of our family oh, is on the farm, family gosh. of 10, which is pretty, pretty unique. I mean, y'all are really yes. doing that family farm life. We are, we are. And, and so the, one of the funny things is in the middle of the pandemic, there was a, a mass gathering limit of 10. And, and so we were a, a, a family of a mass gathering. OK. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I told right. my parents, I told my parents who love to see their grandchildren all the time. I said, Mom, I'm sorry, you can't come and visit because the governor says that we can't have any more than 10. We're already 10. And Oh, she was so upset. She was like, well, you just tell the governor, I'm going to see my grandbabies. And he's like, nothing is going to stop me from seeing my grandchildren. I was like, easy, mom. It's okay. I said, we're, we're going to be just fine. <laughs> what state do y'all live in? North Carolina. Okay. Yep. So y'all are farming in North Carolina. Okay. And Tay, yep. what is the breadth of your kids? How old's the oldest and how young is the youngest? So our oldest um, just turned 13 in October. And our youngest just turned one in December. So from 13 to one is the age range and like literally like stair steps in between. Oh my gracious. And you birthed all these kids, right? These are all both of y'all's. Yeah. Yeah. We birthed. Yeah. So. Yes. So I, I'm not the strong one. Uh, th- this is the strong one right here. Oh, okay. You know, you, you see these muscles. All right. But, but yet, um, these muscles aren't made for birthing babies. Okay. And, and so th- this is, uh, yeah. Woman power, like all the way. I, I, I honor my, my lovely wife, Tay. And yes, I, I thank her so much for, for her love and joy for, for a large family. Tay, when y'all got married, your husband played professional football. I, I guess y'all got married during the football years. And now y'all live on a farm. Talk about like what it's been like to see your life change so much based on the profession of your husband. 
So when I first, when Jason and I first met, we met in college. So he was playing football, just not professionally yet. Um, but we've definitely, our relationship has um, grown with all of the changes of his career from college football to professional football and now on a farm. And the changes that have happened with that, it's just been um, amazing to see the growth of both of us spiritually um, and then, of course, changing in occupation <laughs> from a big, you know, from one one thing such as the football field, you know, and that lifestyle to um, now being on a farm and all of the expectations and things that we do here. Yeah. Jason, tell me, skip me ahead and tell me what y'all farm. What is it that y'all are growing? So uh, like a, a bunch of fruits and vegetables, uh, perennial fruits such as apple trees, blueberry bushes, uh, muscadine grapes, and and annual uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, sweet potatoes, tomatoes, cucumbers, you name it. Uh, but then we also have the, the full barnyard of cute animals. And so we have chickens, uh, cows, goats, donkeys, three little pigs, one little pony, one sheep, and even turkeys. And, and so if you want your, your feel of just cute little animals, I mean, this uh, is pretty cool. How did this happen, Jason? Tell, I, explain to me how you went from being a St. Louis Ram to this. I don't. I mean, it is such a wild turn. So it it definitely was a, a leap of faith on, on my part. You know, the the first thing that you know that pricked my heart and and just started to cause me to look more so towards uh, sacrifice and service was my older brother Lunsford Bernard Brown II, uh, seven years older than me, and he paid the ultimate sacrifice. So he was slain in service, serving our country over in Iraq and Afghanistan back in 2003. And seven years later, I was at the, the peak of my career in football, you know, playing for the St. Louis Rams at the time. And when I turned 27 years old, I looked in the mirror that morning and I didn't like what I saw because I, I began to measure up everything I had accomplished over my life uh, over 27 years in comparison with Lunsford's life. And I gotta tell you, there was no comparison. He had lived a life of service and, and sacrifice. And, and yeah, even though everyone was telling us that we're living the American dream and, and, and good for you guys and chase after it, there, there was a lot of selfishness. Uh, there, there was a lot of materialism and, and, and chasing after the world. And, and, there, and, and so, wow, j just it, the memory of his legacy to just really, just really, you know, pierce my heart and said, Jason, what can you do um, to start moving towards service and giving back to the, to our communities? And and that's when I also interwove that with my faith, and I said, All right, God, with all of the the blessings that you've given me, all the gifts and the talents, what would you have me to do more so than anything else to uh, to be a blessing to our local communities and it was farming. It, it, it was tackling food insecurity and, and hunger and, and giving back in a very unique way. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite parts of your story. And one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to y'all is you don't just farm to sell at a farmer's market. You really are farming to try to help with food insecurity in your area. Yeah, that, that's our biggest goal is, is to to share with our, our local communities, uh, everyone around us. And 
one of the the disappointing things is that at, at first I was like, you know, we we live in America. I mean, you know, uh, there shouldn't be that many problems or, or issues concerning hunger right in our backyard because a lot of times when we think about hunger, we think about third world countries. But but guess what? There's a tremendous need, um, you know, regarding food insecurity all around us. Yes. Yeah. Tay, how, what does that look like? How did y'all start finding people to help? I mean, surely it wasn't just like bags of apples that you were just dropping off at porches. Like, how do you even know where to start when you want to be a part of something like that? Yeah. So, you know, there was a steep learning curve just being on the farm. We are not farmers. Um, you know, Jason obviously played football um, and I'm by trade a general dentist. So, you know, farming was not our skill set when we bought the land and came here. Um, so we had to learn all those skills. But then we also were connected with people and organizations that um, specialize in um, food insecurity and alleviating um, the, the insecurity in our communities. And one specific organization that we work with that has been a blessing to us is the Society of St. Andrew. And they are actually a national organization and they help all over the United States in different states with um, gleaning farmers fields that, um, you know, that have food that they would like to, to donate to communities. Okay. Wow. That's, I mean, but Jason, is that like, is that why you bought the farm to use that term? I mean, did you really buy the farm so that uh, you would be able to start helping? How did you go? Cause you know, I think about a lot of our friends who are, they're in a career and they're like, man, I'm not sure this career is serving people the way I want to serve people just like you went through. But I mean, you could have been a teacher. You could have been a doctor. You could, I mean, the thing people say behind your back, Jason Brown is how smart you are. And so they're, what made farming the right thing? It takes a ton of smarts to be a farmer, but what made farming the right thing to be where you would serve when your brother served so differently? So that that's where the, the answer and the response came back from, from God. So, so, so the thing is, is that, yes, I, I had my plans. All right. I, you know, I love uh, to, to give motivational talks and motivational speeches. I, I love to visit schools and, and to inspire the kids and our youth. And I honestly thought that that's what I was going to be doing post-career. Um, and I still do a little bit of that if I get an opportunity to leave the farm. But I thought I was going to be carrying around a briefcase, okay? Not not driving around a tractor and, and sowing seeds. Uh, but when you put yourself out there like that and and you're truly trying to move towards a life of purpose and and I said all right God I want you to decide what you want me to do okay and I, I want you to decide that calling for for myself and, and my family and I put myself out there because I did not know what his response was going to be and and so when that response was was farming, when it was agriculture and God said, I want you to feed my people. All right. Um, mm -hmm. I, I want you to, yes, take care of your, your, your local neighbors through food insecurity. Uh, that's when I started to backtrack a little bit because I was like, okay, like I, that's not what I went to school for. That's not what I'm prepared for. I know nothing about farming and, and agriculture. And so that's when he came right back at me and said, look, that there is no failure in God. I will supply your every need. And so I'm like, OK, 
you know, he's taken away every excuse. And that's literally when when the Bible talks about uh, walking in faith, stepping out on faith, taking a leap of faith. Um, that's what we had to do because it took both of us out of our comfort zone completely. Yeah. I mean, Tay, when your husband comes to you and says, football's been great, but I think God's calling us next to be farmers. I mean, what what did you think about that? How did your brain even register that? It, it didn't at first. I mean, you know, in all honesty, it did I would not think register. So. <laughs> it did not. You know, I remember, and I think Jason says this in the book, he quotes, where I was like, well, I'm glad God told you that, but he hasn't been telling me anything, you know? So um, yeah. there was a little bit of a disconnect um, at first because, you know, again, transitioning from something that you've known, I've known Jason since he was, in college, we were in college and, you know, you have plans, you have dreams and you think that's the course that you're going to take. And then to quite literally, you know, make a U-turn um, in the middle is, is a lot of adjustment and a lot of thought process. But, um, you know, when Jason was talking about faith, that's exactly what it was. I had to think about how awesome God is in our, has been in our lives and how faithful he's been. And I had to trust that if he's calling us to a completely new thing, that he was going to meet us there at that new thing, just like he had in the previous life that we lived. So it was going to be okay. Hey friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Liquid IV. A few days ago, Dave and John from Dadville Podcast were at the office, and I could have sworn they were here for a meeting, but it seems like they may have just been using it as an excuse to raid our supply of liquid IV. We all love it so much, y'all. The strawberry, the passion fruit, so many good flavors to choose from, and the little packets are easy to stash in your bag or purse for easy access even on the go, or as Dave and John did, stick them in their pockets as they leave. And it's not just for helping you stay hydrated. Liquid IV's Energy Multiplier is a game changer. Y'all have heard me talk about this. One stick is like drinking two cups of water, and it's an all-natural alternative to processed energy drinks for a sustained energy boost throughout the day. When I use them, I basically feel unstoppable. Now, statistically speaking, half of you listening right now struggle with daily fatigue and deal with things like decreased focus and lack of motivation. That Liquid IV Energy Multiplier is your answer. I love that the matcha and green tea energy blend not only tastes good, but provides sustainable energy throughout the day so you don't crash mid-afternoon. You know your body, so do what works for you, but I just have to be sure I use it in the morning to make sure I can wind down at a reasonable hour. Since it's all natural, it provides a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks and coffee with no artificial flavors or preservatives. With Liquid IV's cellular transport technology, that's CTT, the nutrients absorb quickly into your bloodstream, giving you a lasting energy boost fast. If you need a kickstart to power your mornings, fuel long days at work or the farm, or give you a boost for those tough workouts, look no further. In addition to providing us with great tasting hydration and extra energy, Liquid IV is on a mission to positively change the world, and I really love that. They've donated over 10 million servings globally. And in response to COVID-19, over 4 million products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, 
food banks, veterans, and active U.S. military. Aren't they just the best? Listen, grab your energy liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use That Sounds Fun at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code That Sounds Fun at liquidiv.com. Start fueling your adventures today at liquidiv.com, promo code That Sounds Fun. And now back to our conversation with Jason and Tay. I just can't think of two jobs that feels more like they require different skills than (laughs) than being a professional athlete and having a farm that feeds your family and your neighbors. Jason, like I'm thinking about our friends listening who this is like making their like chest light up and catch on fire because they're feeling called to something so outside of what they know as well. What is, what did you do? Did you read books on how to be a farmer? Did you call other farmers when you hear God ask you to do something or tell you to do something, how did you know the next thing to do? So I, I knew one of the first things was was definitely, well, if you're going to grow food, you need some land, all right? You're going to need a place and some dirt where you're going to actually sow those seeds. And and so we knew that that was the next progression. And so um, the next step of faith was to put our home on the market in St. Louis and, and say, okay, we're moving back to North Carolina uh, we're going to purchase some land. We're going to purchase a farm. And, and here's one thing that uh, we promised God. We said, whatever land you bless us with, we're going to name it First Fruits Farm. And we're going to give your people, God, yeah. our neighbors, the first fruits of whatever is produced from the land, whatever is grown from, from the land. And, you know, that that was the first you know leap of faith right there. Now, as far as the the learning curve, I, I didn't go back to school, okay, but I went to the online university of YouTube. And, and so, so many people laugh and I get so many <laughs> chuckles when I say that, but uh, watching hours and hours of video, it, it came natural for me because I watched hours and hours of film uh, yes. watching football every single day. And, and so I knew how to you know, break down what I saw on film transfer it over to the football field and, and emulate what I saw. Well, here on a farm, I would simply just break it down, uh, emulate what I saw and transfer it over to the farm field. And, and so it came pretty natural. But then uh, a, a lot of our local ag extension agents and, and other local farmers, they said, hey, don't you know it's people around here that you know that have actually gone to school for this thing that, that they want to help you? And, and they said, look, we're going to come along beside you and, and we're going to give you some some good advice. We're, we're going to uh, be your farm mentors. We're going to be your farm coaches. And and that's one thing that's been pretty overwhelming it is all of the people that wanted to see us succeed, that wanted to see us, you know, do just do well versus some other people just be just sit and point the finger and laugh and be like, that, that stupid football player, he, he doesn't know a thing of what he's doing, and he's going to get out here, and he's just going to make a big mess out of farming. But you know what? Uh, there might have been a few people that said that, but the overwhelming amount of people, man, they gave us so much love, encouragement, and support, and that, that was pretty awesome. Jason, I'm like so inspired by that and so moved by that, the idea that you literally just heard the Lord say like, 
here's the next thing to do. And you said, well, then I better get some land. Like <laughs> I better do the next thing. I think there are so many of us who, who think we may hear God calling us to do something, but really don't, don't take that next step because we don't, it all just sounds crazy. Tay, did it all sound crazy to you the whole time? It did. Quite literally sounded crazy. So, you know, a little bit about our our um, personalities. Jason is definitely a visionary, a dreamer. He's, you know, he's an extrovert. Um, I'm almost the complete opposite. I'm more of an introvert. I'm a planner. I'm like the one that dots every I, crosses every T, has to double check, triple check, you know. It's like I have that five-year, 10-year, 15, 25-year plan, you know. I'm taking one step at the time. So um, it's definitely, it's been a good thing for our marriage, but it was craziness uh, at first, just because I think the the biggest thing you have to get over those fears. You know what I mean? You have fear and anxiety. You're not sure. Um, And to be quite frank, I was comfortable where I was in the sense that it was familiar to me, you know, not in the sense that it was necessarily the best thing for me, but it was, it was a comfortable place. And so I was at the point where I was like, well, I guess I'll just sit here in this comfortable place. And um, when Jason came at me with, Hey, we're going to start a farm. I'm like, man, that's completely outside of my knowledge, skill set. What are we going to do? How are we going to, how is it going to affect our family? You know, um, but like I said, when, when God, when, when Jason said it was a call from God, I said, okay, we, we've got to do this. We, we, we have to trust that he's going to provide. And that's, and, and he has. Jason, start me down the path of things you've learned from God through farming. What do you know about him now that you live on the seasons and sow seed and all that stuff? What do you know now that you didn't know before you were a farmer? All right. So so one thing that I know is that even though I, I've taken this call and and we're working uh, the ministry, we're working this farm, you know, for, for God. So I, I, I take pride in, in that I don't work for anybody else but Abba Father. And, and that that's pretty awesome. And mm. I know that in him, there is no failure, but, but guess what? We still go through our trials and our tribulations. We go through our ups, we go through our downs. Um, as the Bible says, it rains on the just and the unjust. And right. there's times in the summertime where it's, it, there's been not just floods of rain sometimes, but there, there's also been droughts as well where our crops have dried up and I'm like, God, like what's going on? And through it all, we've learned that God is good all of the time. All right. Mm -hmm. And and we have learned that um, as farmers, it's not an option uh, of whether you're going to have faith or not. We have to have faith and we have to be grounded and rooted in our faith every single day. Our marriage Mm -hmm. uh, has gotten and grown so much stronger because I can't do it without her and she can't do it without me. Um, and especially with eight children. Uh, all right. And, and so right now, as, as shoulder to shoulder as we are right now, that's our walk like every single day. And, and I'm thankful that, that, that I can see Tay taken out of her comfort zone. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, when, when she's in, in the, uh, in the dental office, Oh, she's calm, cool, and collect. And when she's here on this farm, she's like, ah, all right. 
but but guess what? Um, I, I I see her, uh, but also, wow, I, I see the vulner, vulnerability as well, and and it just and and I see what she gave up, you know, to honor God and to honor her husband at the same time, and it makes me want to honor my my awesome wife, you know, so much more. But at the same time, she sees me struggle, okay? Um, because this is pulling me so far out of my comfort zone. And, and so it causes Tay to, to pray for me, um, you know, to, to build me up in, in my time of need. And, and so I, I love how our, our, our marriage, um, you know, you may not see it as much so on the outside. Like we still look the same, but our, our roots, all right, we, we, we established some deep roots and our foundation and and our love towards one another, uh, our faith, you know, towards God, and um, and uh, and our total, our whole attitude as far as um, you know, uh, the outlook for for the world, knowing that before when we were living in comfort, so many things were going our way. All right, you know, we we were dictating, you know, j- just about you know w- what happened uh, within our lives on a daily basis. You know, or so we thought, but but now it's like, man, there there is, you know, there's it, call it controlled chaos, but man, there there's chaos all around us. Our, our animals, as cute as they are, they're stubborn. Okay, <laughs> um, our, our row crops, as as much as we work towards them, we have to deal with with weeds and and pests and 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 diseases uh, every single year, and, and so. We have learned to to adjust, to grow, uh, to adapt, to overcome um, in, in Christ, and and, and so uh, man, our faith has just been taken to a, a whole another level uh, because of this farm. Does that feel true to you too, Tay? One hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. It's been it's not easy. And I think a lot of times, especially in this culture, when we're so used to having things quick and easy, I mean, that's what everyone wants. You want it fast, you want it quick, and you want it easy. Um, but it's the the, the best journeys um, and the best lessons are, are learned sometimes the hard way and, and with a little bit of uh, a grit with them, you know, and so we've adapted and grown. Um, we've had what would some would consider failures, I guess. And I don't even can really think of it as a failure so much as um, it things didn't go our way or in our timing. And we had to, like Jason said, adjust and adapt. Um, but in the end, it actually grew us. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about what we're doing on the farm just because of the legacy that we have in our kids, you know, and for them to be able to see and grow and adapt and have the opportunity to get some of that grit and to also experience firsthand the love of God and how he, he, how he can work things out. Um, It's one thing, you know, when you're learning about stuff in Sunday school or um, in a message on Sunday, but it's a whole nother thing when you get to experience it for yourself on a daily basis. And so I'm really grateful for the experiences that we get to have on this farm. Yeah. How much do you invite your kids into 
what God is saying to y'all on on the farm? Like how involved are they with the planting and how involved are they when y'all pray for weather and how much have you brought them into what God has called y'all to do? Oh, every single day. Um, And and so at 6 a.m. every morning, um, our older five children, they're sitting with me at the kitchen table and we're having discipleship and devotion every single morning. And I share with my babies just how real and how vulnerable, you know, their, their father is. I share with them, you know, what's going on on the farm and and why God has brought us here. And, and yeah, and I told them, yeah, I know that your chores aren't always fun. I know that they're not, not easy, you know, but, you know, I, I thank them. All right. I thank my children for for their obedience, um, knowing that guess what? Um, yeah, you uh God called your daddy to a farm, you know, not you. I mean, you know, and, and so yes, I, I know it's difficult at times, but I tell them that, yo, know, God is gonna bless your obedience a, a, as well. And and so um we we try to be very real and, and transparent with, with our babies. Um, but but also I, I'm so encouraged because they learn so much through through a farm. Um, they have grit. I'm talking about some farm grit. Just like we have uh, free range chickens, we have free range babies. All right, free range children uh, that, <laughs> that that learn and and, and grow and, and their development. You know, here on this farm is much different uh, as uh, if they were living in in a city or, or a subdivision. Uh, you know, so somewhere. It's uh, j- just their, their interaction with, with nature, uh, their, their interaction, um, you know, with, yes, a, a, a lot of their, their obligations. And I let them know we're a team, okay? You know, the same way that your mother and I rely on one another, we're depending and counting on every single one of you mm-hmm. to handle your, your chores and your responsibilities in, in a mature manner. And, and I've just got one, one awesome, funny story, just, you know, teaching them the, the stewardship um, and also even with the animals, how to be good shepherds. And so one of the first chores that JW, our oldest son had, and yeah, he, he was seven years old and he went outside every single day to take care of the chickens, to gather the eggs at seven years old by himself every single morning. And I told him, I said, look, son, if you don't handle your responsibilities well, the chickens, they're going to tell on you. And he's looking at me like, can dad talk to chickens? I said, yes. I said, if you're not giving them all the water, all of the care and the attention that they need, you know, they're going to tell on you. And sure enough, three months later, egg production, it went down. And and so I said, hey, JW, are you giving them everything that they need? Your chickens are telling on you. And he sheepishly put his head down and and ran outside. He said, I'll go do my chores, dad. And egg production went back up. Well, guess what? A couple of months later, egg production went back down. And I said, JW, your chickens are telling on you again. And he said, Dad, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. I'm giving them all of the water, uh, the food, you know, the care that they need. And he was eight years old by this time. And I said, well, you know what? You better go outside. You better figure it out. And that's, guess what? That's tough love. That's a farm dad, all right? 
you know, telling his farms at eight years old, kicking him out the house, be a problem solver, be a critical thinker and figure it out. Okay. And so he comes back to the house 30 minutes later to the back door and peeps his head and he says, Hey dad, I know what's been happening to our eggs. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome, son. What, what was it? And he holds up a six foot long black snake. And I'm like, boy, if you don't get that, as big of a man as I am and as strong as I am, I don't mess around with snakes. Okay. And he's eight years old holding up a a six foot long black snake, like taller than he is. And I said, JW, what what happened? He said, well, well, dad, I, I saw that that snake was, was eating our eggs. And I said, well, well, what did you do? Well, I, I grabbed a garden hoe, Dad, and and I chopped his head off. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, he's so violent. All right. And, and I said, JW, like, you weren't scared? Like, you, you weren't, you know, terrified of the snake? And he said, no, Dad, because that snake was eating our eggs. And I was like, my God, <laughs> like, you know, through, through these farm experiences, like, he's developing... A, a, a braveness and a boldness like like little David. Um, and he's going out there as a little boy slaying giants and, and serpents. All right. Like like he's like, wow. And and that's something that you can't learn in, in any school. Um, you know, you, you're not going to learn that at, at a summer camp. I mean, that, that's something that it takes place on a farm. Yeah, that that is unbelievable, Jason. <laughs> that he just solved it on his own. That is wild. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Brooklyn. And some mornings you wake up energized and ready to take on the day and other days you feel more like putting the covers over your head and going back to sleep. I get it. But let's make having the most comfortable sheets the reason why, okay? Don't love your sheets? Brooklinen has you covered. So Rich and Vicky started Brooklinen because like you and me, they were trying to find beautiful home essentials that didn't break the bank. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen. It's the first direct-to-consumer bedding company, and they work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They are so confident you will love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. I absolutely love my Brooklinen sheets. I own multiple sets, so I actually never have to sleep on any others, even when one set is in the wash. But Brooklinen is so much more than sheets, y'all. They've got comforters and pillows, towels, even loungewear, and more. It's 2021. Do something nice for yourself to help you do that. Brooklinen has a special offer. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code that sounds fun to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com and enter promo code that sounds fun to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com and use promo code that sounds fun at checkout. And now back to finish our conversation. Do you see, I mean, also you have to know how wild it is for people to hear you say my five oldest kids, because <laughs> I just do not have a lot of friends who have eight kids. That is awesome. When you, I mean, 
do you see them teaching each other in this too? Do you see some of that like trickling down from JW to the younger ones? Uh, always. So I, I'll let you take that one, dear. I'll see it, how they're all. Yeah, yeah. And, and the yeah, trickle down the learning. trickle down. So our son, so Jason talks about our five oldest. Um, so we have our three youngest. That's kind of how we divide them up. <laughs> but our, so our, one of our younger boys always asks, can I go outside and do chores with you, JW? And JW will say, well, I don't know. You have to ask mom. <laughs> and so then Judah, he'll come to me and say, mommy, can I, can I go outside and do chores with the other ones? And I'll say, okay, but you have to, you know, right now it's winter time. So I'm like, you have to put on your jacket and your boots and your hat and make sure you're warm. And so he'll ride, they ride around in this gator. And so he'll, he doesn't really do much, but he sits on the gator and JW will drive him around the farm and, you know, kind of show him what he's doing and really take him under his wing. And so it's, it's really, it warms my heart as a mama to see them interacting and for him to really enjoy and for Judah to enjoy spending time with his big brother outside on the farm. And, and, and Judah is only, yeah. he's only Judah's four years four. old. Yeah, Judah's four. So, so he's four and, and yeah. he's ready to take on he's all ready. of these challenges. He's ready. Yeah. <laughs> so our kids typically start between five and six, depending on their maturity. And the first step is just gathering the eggs. That's the first That's the first little chore that they all have, the out, at least the first outside chores to to go get the eggs. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So do y'all live at the farm full-time? Are you there year-round? Oh, yes. Yeah. Every day, Every three, day. 365 days a year. See how big my eyes got? Yes, like th- this is very real for us. I mean, like, and and very little, like, leaving or, or vacation. So we, we time, uh, if we ever ha- uh, have to leave the farm for anything, we time it up around our responsibilities, you know, here on the farm. And, and so I, I'll want to, you know, just make a quick trip to, to go on a vacation somewhere. And when I say a quick trip, like two days, like there, there's no more yeah. like week long vacations. Like your, your vacation is like two days and then you bring your tail back to this farm and get back to work. All right. But uh, so, so <laughs> if, if we have say uh, young chickens that we're trying to raise out, then we can't leave the farm, all right? Um, if, if there's some chores or responsibilities that, that require you know, daily maintenance and, and, and daily routines, you're not going anywhere. And, and for instance, no, no, one awesome thing we have right now is uh, our dairy cow, Butterscotch, just had a, a little calf named Buttercup. And, and so, of course, you know, with a cow, they need to be milked daily, uh, you know, sometimes twice a day. And, and so now that, that's going to be a fun chore, but because we're going to make some awesome butter and we're going to make some some homemade ice cream uh, with, with that fresh milk from, from our Jersey cow. So that, that's pretty awesome. That Those are very cute names as well, Jason. Well done. That's excellent. <laughs> the consensus was since we named um, the mama cow butterscotch, all of her kids have to have butter in the name. So her first one's Buttercup. Oh. They're, they're, they made a big long list. They did Buttercup, Peanut Butter. What else was on the list? Oh. Like they came up with this long list of butter names for all of Butterscotch's future calves. Uh, so sweet. Jason, tell me what made you decide to write a book about all this. Why did you write Centered? So the thing is, is that 
I, I asked God uh, to write my story. I, I asked him for an awesome you know, mm-hmm. testimony uh, when we got here to the farm. And he truly has blessed us with uh, an awesome story. Uh, and, and something that that is worth sharing, uh, so something that that's in, inspirational, uh, something that that will give people encouragement, uh, something that will also challenge you know people as well, you know, to move towards a, a life, you know, towards service. All right, you know, trading out your plans for for a life that matters. And, and yeah, it, it doesn't have to be exactly with what we're doing. It may not be farming or, or agriculture, and it may not be as as big of a responsibility of what we're doing. You know, but to take that leap of faith, um, you know, not not to live in in fear or, or anxiety. And and it's like okay, you know, it's like you know, so many times people say, oh well, you know, twenty. 2017 is my year, and then it comes and it goes. So, well, maybe 2018, maybe 2019, and it's like you're doing double dutch, and you're 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 waiting on whether you're going to, you know, to take those first steps of of moving towards some of those dreams, some of those things that God has placed on your heart, and why not now? Oh, okay, like like why not just take that leap of faith and and and, and leave that fear behind, but also with that you know, learn to enjoy the journey, learn to enjoy all all of the uncomfortable moments, um, uh, all of the challenges and and the trials and tribulations, just like we've experienced, but to embrace those things and, and to know that, wow, like they're, they're making you a better person that they're making you stronger all at the same time. And, but believe me, like, yes, centered, it's it's not all berries and nuts. Like yes, there there's so many you know down times where um where where we we had to lean back on our faith. We had to cry out to God. But the awesome thing is is that He is faithful and we're we're still alive. Okay, like like we're 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 still living. All right, what doesn't kill you, it's it's going to make you stronger. And, and so yeah, we can still talk about all of these awesome things with a smile on our face. And uh, that, that, that's the encouragement that I want to share. Yeah, it feels like what I enjoy about centers is it feels like even though I'm I mean, I live in a condo, I for sure am not going to be a farmer anytime soon. <laughs> but I, it just feels like, man, there are so many of us that are experiencing shifts, especially after 2020, we're experiencing these shifts in our lives and trying to figure out how do we do that well when this doesn't make sense. And I was like, well, Jason and Tay's story showed it makes sense. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we appreciate the opportunity for, for you allowing us to share as well with your audience. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Oh, of course. I was thrilled to get to chat with y'all. I love it. Um, I I think people are going to enjoy. Now, one of my questions is for people that live near you, can, do people visit the farm? Is it like a farm that people can come and see? Yeah. Yeah. So we have um, volunteer opportunities. I mean, we're not just open, like you can't just drop in anytime, you know, but we do live here with our kids, but we definitely have opportunities <laughs> for people to visit and we enjoy for people to come visit. We have volunteer opportunities. We're hoping that, you know, with the springtime and we can be outside, we'll have more opportunities to do events and to house 
different tours and stuff like that on the farm. So, you know, for those that are interested, they can definitely um, check out our website, www.wisdomforlife.org. And then they can also um, follow us on Facebook or Instagram um, at First Fruits Farm NC. So they can, we try to post all that stuff and put that on there so that they can um, come out and see us. I'm, I'm just afraid y'all are going to get a lot of That Sounds Fun listeners that are coming and volunteering. Y'all are just about to get overrun with friends from the show because everybody's like, Jason and Tay are my people. We're coming. We're going to come help pick those apples. We're going to come on tours. They're just, they want to meet JW. I mean, it's just going to start happening, you guys. Yeah. Well, our volunteers are really important on the farm. And and that's awesome because I I tell people, hey, bring your gloves, bring your boots. Farmer Brown, (laughs) I I will put you to work. Okay, I I really will. And nobody gets a free pass. You look if you bring grandma out here and grandma is going to get dirty, too. Okay, like nobody gets a free pass. But but I mean, but but it's it's fun and it's awesome at the same time. Yes. And and so if, if you get an opportunity. Um, so, you know, uh, wise farmer Brown, that, that is my Twitter and my Instagram and also, uh, you know, first fruits farm on, on YouTube. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers. We're like at 200 right now and trying to develop that channel, uh, so that we can get some more awesome farm content out there. Yeah. I love it. Y'all. Okay. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want us to make sure we cover? Ooh, that, that, that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. yeah, we'll just have to do it again. All right. We'll, we'll just have to. Yeah. Yeah. This friendship's just getting started, Farmer Brown. Don't you worry. I'm coming out there. I'll bring my gloves. Y'all are, go- y'all are stuck with me. I'm such a fan of your story and what y'all do. And and so I was thrilled that you were available to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so it. much. Yes. And we look forward to having some fun on the farm. Oh, yeah, you know. Well, listen, the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to y'all. Wow. What, what, what sounds, sounds fun? What, what sounds fun is... Uh, Being out in the dirt with our kids. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it, it's some bad weather going on right now everywhere, but I, I would love to just, yeah, go out and, and play in some snow with my kids and, and uh and just seeing their ex- expression, see, seeing their youthful vigor, that's what keeps us young. And that, that's what keeps us going, you know, they're, they're, uh, them being spirited. And, and so uh, I can't tell you that we'll stop at, at eight children. We have tested out the theory, the, the more the merrier. And I got to tell you what, I don't know if we can get any merrier than we are right now. But we're, we're, we're pretty merry um, with, with all, all of our babies. And, and, and if you consult with them, uh, they, they'll tell you no more. No, like they're, like they're, they're adamant. No, mom and dad, no, 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 mom and dad, no more. But but guess what? They're just so darn cute uh, that yes, we, we we just love all That's our right. babies. Yep. So so that that is for oh, family. It, y'all. But quality quality time with with family is fun. That's perfect. Thank you guys so much. You guys, aren't they so cool? Oh my gosh. Like, dear everyone in North Carolina, how quickly can you get to the farm? I mean, I want to go hang out there so much. And 
Farmer Brown said it. He will put us to work. So let's take our gloves and go out there and volunteer and help them feed their family and feed their neighbors and feed those in need. I just love it. Be sure you're following Jason and Tay so you can tell them thanks for being on the show and grab a copy of his brand new book, Centered. If you need anything else from me, you know, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. It's Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs, TSF, like that sounds fun on YouTube. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you back here on Monday. Monday.